it's frustrating to constantly have to deal with like a really ugly person, right? You know, like normally if there's a gross person in or around your life, you can separate yourself from them and then work through whatever, you know, if there were lingering trauma or whatever, you can work through that and move forward. But when you constantly have to be around someone um, who's just awful and is actively trying to uh, make you unhappy and and that's affecting someone uh, affecting other people as well and and yeah, man it's just so fucking frustrating to deal with that so then the challenge becomes uh well how do i relate to the things that they're doing and, and how do i process that and then how do i not let that uh, completely overtake me and 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 fuck up whatever else i'm doing it's super challenging um you know, in my case, it's, uh, well, I don't know how much I can actually say just because it's ongoing, but it's someone that I have to be around um, and deal with constantly, and, and I will for a long time. And uh, yeah, they just, they really go out of their way to uh, try to upset me. Um, and just, it just it can't get over the, the past or, or what. Uh, ugh. Some people are gross. Some people are just gross. It sucks. Um, it, it's, you know, it's totally fine to make mistakes and, and to do or say things then later uh, apologize for them. And, and as long as you move forward, but some people just can't move forward. It's weird. It's really weird and sad. Um, but oh well, it is what it is. Welcome to the podcast. Um... My name is Graham. I, uh, I have another podcast with um, my brother and one of my best friends, uh, Brian Williams, uh, but our schedules never seem to line up, so I thought I'd uh, start this one as well. That podcast is called The Bombcast, and, and we usually just talk about uh, whatever we feel like. A lot of times we'll talk about uh, kind of geek culture stuff as we're both pretty geeky, um, and I'm sure I'll get to that eventually as well here, but uh you know, while our schedules aren't lining up, I wanted to keep some kind of podcast going. So here we go. It's Porb, um, P-O-R-B. And uh, I just decided to use that name because, <laughs> well, it's a common mistake as you're typing in porn to hit the B on the keyboard. So there you go, Porb. Um, anyway, the uh, E3 conference is going on. That's, uh, I didn't expect anything exciting to come from there and I wasn't really following it. And then, uh, uh, things were popping up on my Instagram and, uh, Facebook and YouTube and all of a sudden out of nowhere, what, like seven years in waiting, uh, Elder Scrolls six is announced and all it shows is just kind of like a panning shot moving up over uh, a ridge I just clicked play on the Elder Scrolls 6 and then going through the fog and the mountains and the Bethesda logo comes up and you're like, oh, great, another another stupid Fallout game. Uh, and then all of a sudden you realize the music is from Skyrim or from Elder Scrolls. And uh, yeah, you're fucking looking at gorgeous, scenic... I don't know where they are. Whatever, but it's exciting. So I'd imagine that'll release next year I hope 
I just recently got back into Skyrim. I have like, you know, um, I don't know how many hours I put in when I originally had it on the 360, but I mean, it had to have been at least a hundred hours there. And then when I got it for PC, um, I think right now I have 250 hours, Jesus Christ. So like, you know, over 300 hours on this game and, and my PC version is so crazily modded. It's gorgeous. And there's all this new content. It's an amazing game. So I still play it. I've been playing it. I just started back up again like a month ago. It's amazing. So how cool is it that finally another game in that, uh, in that universe, I'm super pumped. Uh, and there were a few other cool things. Um, Rage 2 looked really good, too. I'm not big on just, like, run around and first-person shooters, and but it looked fun. It looked exciting. And then um, a couple of the other things that were really amazing was this uh, Ghost of Tsushima Samurai game. Wow. Fucking crazy. Like, I, I sold my PS4 to one of my friends a few years back after I built my, my PC, and... Uh, there wasn't really much out for it at the time, but now there's a ton of really good reasons to buy it, uh, to get it again rather. And, uh, including that samurai game, but also, um, I still haven't played the last guardian from the eco team and, um, shadow of Colossus and eco are two of my favorite games of all time. So I still need to play the last guardian, but then this damn Kojima trailer for Death Stranding. Good lord. That looks amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, games with heavy isolation and, and mood and atmosphere. And that looks like it's just rife with it. And there's, you know, it, it, all of a sudden it becomes kind of a horror type game. Um, I'm, I'm really into it. I'm super pumped. So that should be good. I played those trailers uh, for the Samurai one and the... Um, Death Stranding, but they're both like nine minutes. I don't really feel uh, like doing that. But anyway, there's a bunch of cool games coming out, so that's exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. I don't know what else is out or coming out for games. I mean, I, I play exclusively on PC, and then the I still have a Wii U um, that I basically just use for uh, Breath of the Wild, and I'm about 100% complete with there. I just have some more seeds to get. There's really not a lot else that I want to play, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care about Battlefield or anything like that. Something random I, I came across on the internet were those deep fakes. You guys know about that? Where, like, I originally saw it in porn uh, where they had put a girl's face on... Uh, an, an actor's face on on this uh, girl's body, and uh, it was pretty creepy how well it played out. Um, but now that I'm seeing, I guess that technology is illegal. I might be making that up. Um, I guess I could look it up. I'm not going to. But uh, yeah, you look at these fakes where computer generated uh, AI, I guess, where they're, they're taking real interviews, but changing the mouths and then adding the voice I don't fuck. I'm, I'm too dumb to like actually, um, explain it correctly, but it's essentially you take a real video and then through nerd magic, you can make people look like they're saying completely other things. So, you know, as, as, 
hard as it is to discern between what's real and what's manufactured at this point in our lives, uh, it's now even harder. It's crazy. You can just type in deep fake and look at these fucking videos of Obama and, you know, Nicolas Cage or whomever. It's completely fake. They're fake, but it looks totally real, uh, what they're saying. And, and you could essentially take a speech from someone else and then run it through this AI program and their voice, it'll, it'll do voice matching and then it'll match the, the visual to the audio as well. It's fucked up, man. What the fuck? I mean, how do you, you can't stop it, right? Like there's no way. So it just has to be, fuck. I mean, so much is fake now. Like there's so much propaganda and, and sway and spin and just blatant lies. I mean, at this point, it's bad enough, but then you add in, like, you can literally just make a fake video and put that, I mean, how do you, how are we going to move forward? Uh, how do you know what's, I mean, if anything's real anymore, and I don't mean in the existential way of, like, what is reality, but I mean, in our reality that we all operate in, it can now be manipulated uh, intentionally in our reality to make a alternate reality it's fucked up humans are fucked up what the hell what are we doing what are we doing can't we all just like eat nachos and blow each other like isn't that better fuck man i don't know Whew. it's creepy you should look it up it wouldn't be very exciting podcasting for me to play it but you should look it up it's pretty crazy how about that uh New Kanye West album. Isn't that incredibly mediocre? Oh, boy. I had a, a big uh, fan geek out moment. Um, I'm a big uh, lover of Ski Beats, a producer, produced for you know Jay-Z's on the Reasonable Doubt record, on a bunch of other stuff. But where I initially got really into him was when he was working really heavily with Currency, um, big Currency fan. And uh, he just, for a while, it was currency and ski beats on everything together and uh, anyway I follow him on Instagram and he had posted uh, I think the cover for that that new Kanye album and he asked you know the caption was like you know what do you guys think and uh, what did I write I wrote something like um, what did I say I'm gonna look it up real quick what did I write? I can't find anything on this stupid thing. Um, oh, yeah, he uh, he asked, you know, what did you write? And I wrote uh, that the uh, the record's in line with his trajectory for the last few years, uh, referring to Kanye, I mean, uh, in line with his tra- trajectory for the last few years, thinking everything he's doing is amazing instead of trying to make amazing things. A few nice moments, but overall, I'm not into it. That's the first Kanye record I've ever said that about. And then Skeebies liked my comment. It was a really geeky nerd thing to uh, to be excited about, but I was excited about it. Um, but yeah, that's how I feel about it. It's like, you know, after, literally I've liked, I've loved everything he's done um, up until this point. And uh, it just felt lazy. And and like I said, it, it he used to be a... a, a musician or artist who was really trying to make 
great music. Um, and now it's very clear, both in the, the things that he says and, and in the music that he's putting out, that he just assumes everything he's doing is amazing. You know, if you give yourself the title of genius or the greatest, uh, there's a problem with that. You, you never give yourself a title. Like, you don't give yourself a nickname. You don't give yourself a title. You don't give yourself accolades. Um, but it's just, it happens when people kind of drink their own Kool-Aid for too long. He's been Kanye West for too long, uh, m- meaning this crazy successful amazingly adored and loved and fawned after um figure public figure not just a musician and uh i don't know what else you couple into that you know medication or not medication or you know if he has uh whatever illness this or that um but just on a musical it just the album is just kind of lame the last track on the record is him uh speaking on like how he would want to fuck all these women and then now that he has a daughter and then realizing that she's going to go through that and him kind of um regretting or just working through that he used to be that and now he has to to deal with that on the other side uh it's great more reminiscent of you know the Kanye West that you'd love and you and you want to listen to um and then other than that there's just like a couple like tiny moments, like, you know, a few seconds here and there on this or that track that, uh, that feels nice. But overall it's, it's just not good. It's boring. And, uh, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't say, he's not saying anything with the exception of that last song. Um, but I did listen to also the new Kid Cudi and that's basically the Kanye West album that I I would have rather heard. I mean, he's on nearly every song and uh, that feels more, like a good Kanye record. So I'll, I'll listen to that, I guess. And then, um, in that same line, I heard, uh, Pusha T's album and it was okay. It's fine. I, I, I like Pusha T, but uh, he's just not a very exciting rapper to listen to. Um, his content is usually pretty the same I and mean, he's getting a lot better. He's maturing a lot, but just overall, I don't know. I just get bored with his, his vibe. Um, it's just, yeah. It's good, but it's just, you know, it's not exciting. I wouldn't listen to it again. It's not bad, though. Yeah, I don't know. I listen to a lot of stuff all over the place. So um, for hip-hop, I've just been stuck on Toby Wigway. Wingway? Wingway. Toby Wingway. I'm sorry. I I apologize for butchering that, but he's fucking amazing. Toby, and then the way you spell his last name is like N-W-G whatever you can look it up he's great um he put out a record and then he also does uh like every sunday he'll put out like a single which is more uh, freestyle i don't mean that in like a not written off the top i mean free of style it's not verse chorus verse chorus it's usually just um a long verse you know 32 or 64 bars and it's great and then he uh packaged those and and, and released that as a record as well it's phenomenal. So good. Really saying something. Great take on things. Uh, obviously heavily Andre 3000 influence, which is cool. He's from Houston. No. Yeah. Outside of Houston? Whatever. He's from Texas. He's great. I highly recommend that. And then other than that, um, what else am I listening to? Um, I still listen to that JID record. So good. Fuck, it's good. J.I.D. off of uh, J. Cole's label. Oh, that new J. Cole is okay. (laughs) 
uh, a, a buddy of mine hit me up after it came out and he was like, dude, you got to talk me down off the ledge. I think this is the worst shit I've ever heard. And fuck, fuck, is he all over? And I was like, ah, you know, it's, it, there are some definite misses on there, but overall it's, it's good. Um, it's just the production is a little boring and, and he does use that common like uh, triplet flow too much. Um, but there, there's definitely some good stuff on there. And then, uh, what? Other than that, I don't know. I listened, uh, I still am just constantly listening to that last Chelsea Wolf record. Not rap, it's, uh, I don't know, hard, dark, heavy music. It's so fucking good. I, I listen to it all the time. Such a great, amazing record. And that last Oathbreaker uh, record, more black metal, but um, yeah, just fantastic. So good. I've been listening to, I used to listen to this all the time when I worked out, but I've been listening to it a lot again lately, and it's a Power Glove. There, <laughs> There's a series of video games called Far Cry, and a few years back, uh, this game Far Cry 3 came out, and then, which is like you're in the jungle, and uh, you're looking for your friends who you got stranded with, and you get in touch with these bad guys, and there's also this, this tribal element. Anyway... An offshoot of that game was Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, which was this really synth wave 80s throwback, extra cheesy, you know, um, Michael Bean voiced it, and uh, it's amazing. You know, there's giant, uh, everything's neon, and it's it's one of my favorite games of all time. Anyway, the uh, person who, or the, I don't know, is it one person? A couple of people? Whatever. The... Uh, the soundtrack was done by Power Glove, and I've li- been listening to that soundtrack ever since. I, I love it so much, and it's one of my favorite things to work out to, and I, I recently started working out to that again. It's been awesome. You guys work out? I work out. I'm a personal trainer, and I teach uh, boxing and martial arts. I've been doing that for 18 years. Um, that's what I do professionally. I'm a musician as well, and I'm getting into writing, And but um, yeah, you should work out if you don't work out. Even if you're not trying to be like ripped or, or whatever, it there used to be this thing about um, just general health and fitness. You know, you generally don't eat garbage all day every day, and have a basic workout routine that you do. It doesn't even have to be crazy. You know, twenty-five push-ups, twenty-five squats, fifty crunches, fifty jumping jacks every day. Just do it when you wake up, every day. And if I mean, it's only going to take, you know, depending on where you're starting, what your level of fitness that you're starting at, anywhere from, you know, what, five to 20 minutes, it's nothing. And that's enough to really keep you, you know, at least in, in moderate condition to do something. If you can't do a pull-up, you just start. Just start against the wall, and I'm going to do some videos on that. Uh, maybe I'll do that tomorrow. I got a little bit of time in the morning before I... Uh, my first session. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. My uh, YouTube channel is Graham Baker, G-R-A-H-M-B-A-K-E-R. That's my website too, GrahamBaker.com. And my Instagram is Instagram Baker. Puns. But yeah, you just got to work out, man. Just fucking work out. It's ridiculous to just sit and never do anything. Ugh, gross. It's important. It's important for your mood. Uh, it's important for your body. It's important for your mind, your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health. Uh, you just got to move. 
you know, even just that little bit, you're still releasing dopamine and serotonin, which is literally, which are the chemicals in our brain that make us feel happy. So even there it's important. Um, just what the fuck are you going to do? Or if something happens, you, you can't do a push up. You can't do 50 jumping jacks without dry heaving. Come on. What, what use are you? I guess things are too easy, right? Like we don't have to hunt for food. We don't have to go get water. We don't have to go get electricity. Like everything is just right here, constantly instant. So there's really, people don't feel the need to push themselves, which is like what we're genetically um, evolved to do is to push ourselves, which is a big cause of depression where you don't, uh, you don't do that. But even just physically, we don't really have a lot of need for it. So other than like wanting to look good naked, which is also important. Um, but just like a general level of fitness, like what are you going to do if you need to push something off of you or, or pull yourself up onto something or, or do that for somebody else? It's like knowing how to throw a punch. So many people have zero interest or even the thought of like, oh, maybe I should learn how to throw a punch, like a real punch. Because, uh, you know, there are people out there that may want to hurt you and you should kind of at least know how to punch them, right? Basic self-defense, basic Fucking basic self-defense, basic fitness, basic health. We have all these other things like a basic reading level, basic understanding of electronics, which is a newer thing for our culture, but we don't have this basic health anymore. You just have this bullshit um, physical education in, in school, but there's no education. It's just run around the track or here's a ball, go bounce it. There's no education really upsetting i'm gonna change all that you hear me i'm gonna change it all <sighs> big news the other day um on friday I woke up to just awful news that anthony bourdain died that hit me really hard um what a amazing man he was just fearless and uh prolific and and just <sighs> fuck it hurt a lot that was it's still it's still it's uh really upsetting that someone so wonderful is gone i mean anytime that happens it sucks but the, you know the way it happened is, is rough he has a young daughter um you know girlfriend all these things and you know friends and family it, it just sucks it, you know, people hurt and uh, sometimes hurt so much that they take their own life and it's, it's awful. And there's, I, I hate people are like, well, fuck him. He's so selfish. I hate that shit. You know, how, what a horrible place to be in to, to kill yourself. And, you know, you should empathize with that in some way that someone was so in so much pain secretly, um, yeah, the only way that they could uh, satisfy that pain was to to just end themselves completely. It's awful. You know, there's so many things that lead to that. And yeah, I've I've had I've struggled with depression my entire life. Um, I've never been suicidal, but uh, I've had depression my entire life. So I. I yeah, just reach out to the people, man. Reach out to people. I had this really amazing moment after 
he passed uh, a friend of mine. She was, I actually met her. She was, uh, was going to one of these groups that I run a boot camp, essentially. Um, really lovely, lovely person. Anyway, she messaged me, uh, later in that day and she just said, hello. She's like, Hey, how are you? And I said, I'm great. It's nice to hear from you. And she said, you know, I just, I, I wanted to reach out and let you know that I'm here. I, I you've mentioned before, I speak pretty openly, um, about my depression that, that I have it. Um, and I've always, ha- I've always had it. And I, I, you know, I'm a self-employed single father. There's a lot of obstacles just in that alone. And you add depression on top of it. And then like you're dealing with, uh, t- just a fucking ton of past trauma and, uh, and even current trauma. Um, it's, it's difficult. Well, anyway, uh, and, and I, I speak openly about it because it shouldn't be a secret. You shouldn't keep those things bottled up. Um, we should be able to speak openly about them. And then also when I speak about it and people see that I'm pushing through or, or making choices in my best interest, even despite those things, uh, it helps them too. So anyway, uh, she messaged me and she was like, Hey, you know, I, I just, you've mentioned your depression before and I just wanted to check in and, and, uh, and let you know that I'm here. Oh man, getting choked up just thinking about it. <clears throat> Uh, she wanted to let me know that she was here, and uh, she said that you know, if whenever I need to talk, um, she's there, and and uh, that sentiment is really beautiful. She just wanted me, and she said, she's like, I just want you to know you're not alone. R- really amazing thing. What happens with depression is even if you feel like you need to talk or want to talk, you just you don't, you won't. So when people go, you know, I'm here for you. Usually, that's a, it's a pretty useless statement it's like when people are like i'm praying for you it's you're not doing shit um but when you know when somebody adds something more meaningful like you're not alone and and i'm here um more than just if you ever need to talk let me know that's very dismissive you know so and and she was the only person that that did that It, it meant a lot um that feeling of loneliness and isolation is is intense and crushing, really, really crushing. Um, something I've had forever. So it, it is nice, even if sometimes I don't want to believe it, um, when somebody out of nowhere who has no real connection to me uh, thinks of me and, and lets me know. It, you should always do that for people. If you're thinking of someone just, and people say it all the time and we, usually we don't do it, but if you're thinking of them, even if it's just a fleeting thought, just hit them up and let them know, hey, I'm thinking of you. Um, you matter. It's important. It really is. It it, it really is. Hmm. Well, that was fun. What else is going on? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know what I wanted to do with this podcast. Aside from hearing my own voice, which I love. I don't really have any direction for that. So I'm just going to talk. And, uh, yeah. I'm trying to get back on a good schedule. One um, one thing that's really difficult, speaking of depression, is like the way to kind of describe it sometimes is like uh, if you if your life was going on inside of a house and the house was kind of put together and then one morning you wake up or 
you come home to the house or you just blink and you're outside of the house and inside the house where your life is, uh, you're looking in and there's another person that looks just like you inside the house and they're just knocking shit over, pissing on the rug, even though it really ties the room together. They're taking all the pictures on the wall and just turning them ever so slightly so that they're not level anymore. And you're outside going like, hey, stop stop breaking our shit. What are you doing? Come on, come on, come on. This isn't good. We're going to have to fix these things. And some of these things are broken and we won't be able to fix them. And the person inside is just ignoring you. Or they're looking at you and they're like, yeah, I know, right? Crazy. And then they fucking throw a brick at your TV. That's what it's like sometimes. You know, you're watching it happen and you know this isn't the right way. You know this isn't helping. Um, but you just keep doing it. And then because you, a lot of times because you know that, then there's all this judgment. Just a massive amount of judgment uh, of the fact that you're doing these things. And then there's judgment for the judgment. And it's this fucking vicious spiral. My, my therapist is always talking to me about that um and she's really helped me over the last few years uh to be able to get to a point where because i'm I'm extremely harsh with myself very very critical and i didn't even know that i, I never knew that I, I didn't think that when i first started with her a few years ago um she asked me that she's like are you uh just while, while we were talking one day she was like are, do you find yourself to be very critical of yourself and i was like no and then as I'll tell her things about how I'm feeling or thinking or what I'm thinking, she's just like, okay, well, you know, th that is extremely critical. And I just, I, then I, all of a sudden it, it kind of emerged that, oh fuck, I am massively, uh, harsh with myself and I'm not loving with myself at all. So it, over the years, the last few years that I uh, started seeing her, I've really, she's helped me so much work. Uh, or, or by doing so much work and it's really uncomfortable stuff to get to a place where as I'm doing something, I can stop and go, hey, what's going on? What do I need right now? And then also if I'm doing something that, that's not helping, instead of being like, fuck you, you piece of shit, this is horrible, um, you're horrible, I can go, uh, well, this is interesting. Why am I doing this? But just from a place of love and patience and gentleness and uh, and ask myself, well, what do I really need right now? What what's what's showing up for me? What what is this? Why why this instead of that? But not uh, judgmental. Not why are you doing that, you piece of shit? But like, hey, what's what's going on? What do we actually need? Um, and then also to try to make a decision. Like, okay, I know this isn't going to help me. Like, I still use food as a coping mechanism a lot. Um, and because of you know what I do for a living and 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 just how I want to be and like to be, there's a lot of judgment about my appearance, both uh, externally and internally. Um, but I still use food as a coping mechanism. But every once in a while, I've I'll hit a spot where I'm about to do it. I'm dealing with a lot of stress. Um, it happens when you're a self-employed single father and there's custody issues and work issues and you know a bunch of other issues it, it happens um but to get to a place where i go okay i've been really good and i'm really overwhelmed with stress right now and i have no support system really 
uh, and I just, I, I, there's no comfort. I, there's no, I have no comfort. My son's not here. Um, he, I don't put that on him, but I mean like he's not here and this is this person I love more than anything in the world. So I'm, I'm all alone. I, there's, I have no girlfriend, you know, not much of a family to speak of. So there's just nothing around. So then it's like, okay, well the only, I, you know, I, I stopped doing drugs a long time ago. Um, and I have no desire to, to go back. I was a drug addict for my, what, 12 to fucking early 20s. Um, I have no desire or, or even urge to be that again. It just it doesn't exist for me anymore. But food, uh, that that is still there. And so when you have no other kind of comfort, sometimes you just have to do it. So to be able to get to a place to, where you can go, okay, look, I need this comfort. So, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to get this burger and fries and I'm just going to eat it and I'm not going to feel bad about it. It's fine. I'm doing it intentionally. This isn't blacking out and then waking up with a fucking empty pizza box and ice cream, you know, where you go, you just kind of come to and you're like, oh no, what did I do? Then there's usually a lot of judgment. And even then I'm trying not, I mean, it still happens, but even then I'm trying not to judge myself and just be like, all right, yeah, it's, it's a setback. Okay, I'm going to keep moving forward anyway. So, okay, you know, let's try to, next time this comes up, let's try to talk through it and figure it out before we make this choice that uh, isn't putting us on the path that we want to go or or it's derailing us or or detouring us rather uh, from from where we want to be. And that's it. And just trying to meet everything with, you know, gentleness and love. And I mean, that's, she said something to me once, and uh broke me down i this was a a year maybe two years ago um i started bawling i my son is my whole world like i i am a great father it is something i work at every day to be better for him and be a better man and that's part of the reason why health and fitness and uh therapy um became the biggest things in my life was because i wanted to be better for him when he was born he's three and when he was conceived, it was like, fuck, okay, I can't, I can't be in this horrible marriage anymore, this incredibly abusive person. Um, I was 60 pounds overweight. I can't be that. You know, I can't sit staring at the wall because I was so massively depressed. I couldn't even answer my phone when it would ring for work. I was doing graphic design at the time. Um, so it's like all of these things have to change. I need to get out of this horribly abusive relationship um, unfortunately I was in another one after that, but you know, it took me a long time to figure that out. Um, and I still, de- I'm still dealing with that. Like that, that one is not healing, uh, the way I, I guess not the way I'd like it to. I mean, that's, that's irrelevant. Um, it's just not, it's, it's a, that's a painful wound. Um, that last relationship after my, uh, divorce, but, um, it's like, okay, you know, I, I can't be, I, I don't want to be fat and I don't want to be unhealthy and I don't want to be broke and I don't want to be in a horrible, rebu- abusive marriage and uh, I need to confront my, you know, father for how he wasn't in my life and the amount he was in my life a lot of times wasn't particularly great and blah, blah, blah. And my mother for the same thing. And um, I need to cut out a ton of friends who were just really shitty to me and don't value me and don't see i don't even know where i was going with this but uh, oh yeah 
I'm a great fucking father. So I work every day at it. And uh, that's a big part in therapy. But one time she said to me, um, I was talking about my son and, uh, and then she said, Oh, and I think I was talking about how I had stopped sleeping at that. This was a, a year ago or two years ago. I've always struggled on and off with insomnia as well. And, um, I said that, you know, I had stopped sleeping and I wasn't working out and, and she said, uh, what would it feel like if you treated yourself with the same love that you treated your son with? And that fucking broke me, man. I've never even once thought of that, um, like loving myself and, and, and let alone make it a, a active practice an intentional practice i've never once considered that um and i and to be honest i've never really felt that from other people um a little bit here and there but uh, unconditional love isn't something i've ever really been around but that's what i have for my son and that's what he gets from me and uh, so she was the one who said well you know what what would happen if if you did that for yourself it was crazy it's intense. I cried so hard. Um, cause it's really painful. Cause you go like, okay, I, I want to feel that. And what would that feel like? And that is overwhelming. And then also what's hitting you at the same time is like, I haven't had that. I haven't felt that. So, you know, you kind of mourn your childhood, mourn your, your life up until where you are right now. And it's, it's this grieving process. It's fucking nasty. It's just brutal. The last few years have been brutal. It's definitely getting better, certainly stronger, making way better decisions, able to deal with all these things. And it's also, she's also helped me uh, learn to be a fucking great father, man, to understand what he's going through and learn about child psychology and, and understand all of his things. I'll eventually talk a lot about that too. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, that's what it's all about is just growing and getting better. Uh, I don't know how I got on this from Skyrim to my deepest fucking shit that I'm going through. But, you know, that's just how it is. Do you guys play Skyrim? I like it a lot. It's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, well, I'm going to keep this one short. Uh, it's late. I'm going to go to bed. Maybe I'll shoot that push-up video tomorrow. Yeah, maybe I will. Well, hit up my YouTube channel. I'm, I'm trying to grow that. I'm just finally, like, just right now, in the last few months, I've started putting work into it and so go there, Graham Baker. Uh, you can get to it all through my website, grahambaker.com, G-R-A-H-M-B-A-K-E-R.com. Uh, there's only one A in my name. Um, Instagram, Instagram Baker. I'm on Twitter, at Graham Baker. Hit me up. Uh, yeah, talk to me, and then I'll uh, answer if you guys have questions or just want to, I don't know, talk shit or whatever. Um, hit me up on Twitter. That's easy. Excuse me. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Hopefully I can get this podcast up tonight. That fucking iTunes thing is uh, site is down, so I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get this up, but I'm going to try. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. It's been great. You guys are the best. <laughs> All right, peace.